Welcome to Jab, Cross, Hook, a fan-sided fight show with your hosts, Ian McMillan, Amy Kaplan, and Reed Wallach. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the UFC 273 version of Jab, Cross, Hook. Myself, Ian McMillan, Reed Wallach, Amy Kaplan. Pack show today. We got two different guests. Uh, we got, uh, uh, we got, uh, Kay Hansen. I was going to say Matt Favola first. I forgot his first name. <laughs> Matt Favola. Kay Hansen's going to come on first, though. It's going to be the first time that we actually have a fighter fighting this weekend on the show. Very excited for that. Um, obviously, we've got to go over a few things first. So right uh, before we bring on Kay Hansen, uh, the same thing that we bring up every single show. It's how we start our shows. What are we drinking tonight? And then we're going to uh, start talking about some fights because it is a stacked card this weekend. Yes. I can't wait. Reed, what are you drinking? Okay, so I had a few people over. I was going to bring on what I had on last week because I didn't have time to go get anything, but I found a Peroni in my fridge. So that is the UFC 273 beer. I've had this before. Another just rock-solid beer, but that's what we're going with for this week's show. Um, probably like a classic 6-5 beer right here. Special guest appearance by my cat right away, right at the start. Amy, what are you drinking? Well, I have to lock my cats outside because one of them burnt their tail off almost. And then the other one crawled across my back. So you will not see any (laughs) cats on my screen. I am. I'm drinking the same thing from last week because I got to finish the bottle. White sangria. I'm obsessed with this. I can only get it in one shop. So I don't want to let it go to waste. Big count. Uh, and I'm drinking my classic go-to, but this time it's not just plain water. I did go and get my uh, my soda water here, so a little Tito's vodka, a little soda. Yeah, much better than just the vodka shrink. Yeah. <laughs> it's still much better than just vodka mixed with plain water. Also, I'm wearing my sport coat today. I need a win in the draft. This is the first time we're doing the draft now in a little while. Uh, I'm the only one without a win. It is just the three of us for the draft this time. We're going to bring on Kay Hansen, and then, and then we're going to do the draft. Uh, and then Matt Favola is going to come on here uh, at the end. Um, so I decided to dress up a little bit. Hopefully uh, it's going to bring me a little bit uh, of good, good luck. But speaking good. Both, what's that? Look good, draft good. Look good, feel good, draft good. That is the strategy. Um, let's bring up, I think we have our results from the last draft. It's been so long now. I don't even totally remember how we all did. I know I lost. Uh, Jay, that's right. Jalen Turner came on, went 3-0. Uh, and the UFC fighters now, when they do the draft with us, they are now undefeated. Uh, I went one and two. Reed, you went two and one. So you came first out of us out of us three. So you will choose the order of the draft when we eventually get to it. Uh, Amy, you went 0 and three. So, But you did get aggressive, to be fair. You went three underdogs. Sometimes that can happen if you go three underdogs. My only win was a pretty chalky favorite. Um, but I, I, I guess I can, uh, I, I can brag about not coming last. <laughs> which is nice for a change. Uh, so that was, how long ago was that now? Almost a month ago. We're going to be a little bit more consistent with these drafts moving forward, which I'm excited for, starting with this weekend's card, which, like I said, uh, is absolutely stacked. We are going to get into it a little bit. Two title fights on the line, uh, all that good stuff. But, Amy, right before we went live, you you brought up that there's a rumor that the UFC is going to like do a tournament. We didn't get a chance to talk about it much, so I, I haven't seen this, so f- fill me and read it. Okay, so there's a journalist, and I'm going to butcher his last name, and I'm so sorry. I respect you so much, so I should have asked you how to pronounce your last name. John Hoiko? I don't know. Okay, sounds right. uh, He's J-H-K-M-M-A, if you want to look him up. Um, He tweeted yesterday that multiple sources have informed him 
that the UFC will have an eight-man tournament across four divisions. The divisions are 125, 135, 145, and 155, starting in Singapore during UFC 275 week. And it says that their contract's already going out, and it's going to be heavy on Chinese, Korean, Japanese, and Thai fighters, which to me sounds interesting. So good! Oh my, I got like I saw it, yeah. and I was like, ah, like I literally screamed. It was so exciting because so these are tournaments. So this is not a tournament like kind of Bellator does, where the winner gets a shot of the title, or is that or or is that what they're doing, or is there any information about that? There's no information beyond that, but I think the fact that they're doing anything outside of just normal fights is yes. exciting and they're listening to fans and i i could care less what the end result is it's just going to be high quality fighting and tournament style with the ufc's i mean it's just i i never thought it would happen so it's just yeah. really exciting. tournaments kind of in any sport always seem to really get the fans into it anytime there's a bracket and you can look at it and i think it's cool they're gonna so it's going to go across all divisions or there will be different brackets for each weight class that eventually would meet at the end or it's still, we don't know the real. I, I don't know, but I would, I would assume there'd be four different mm-hmm. tournament. I don't know. That's, maybe, I don't they know. Meet, maybe they all meet like at the end, like the champions of each weight class meet in another tournament. I mean, obviously we're going off of one tweet, but it seems like this is maybe a developmental tournament this time around to maybe see if it works for a real one, maybe down the road with actual, you know, higher name champion level fighters in the UFC. But listen, I'm always up for these types of, uh, you know, tournament style things, especially in something like the UFC. Yeah. And I think too, like, um, it sounds a little bit like kind of like what PFL is doing where they have these divisions and they fight twice and, and then eventually get to the end. But I, it, it's unique in the sense I don't think there's going to be titles at the end of these tournaments. Mm-hmm. Maybe there'll be a tournament champion. I think maybe it's a mix between like tough and and like PFL's tournament. So who knows? Yeah. I don't know. It's exciting. I'm really excited to see if we hear some more details about that. But I mean, that's soon. UFC 275. That's in ju- June. Yeah, Second June. Week in June. So that's soon. So we're going to start hearing a lot more news soon too. And I'm curious to see where they're taking these fighters from if they're stealing any of them from one championship. Ooh. One championship has some underrated cards. Yeah. Uh, the only issue, my issue with one championship, I used to like wake up is wake up early and watch them. Is that at least they used to be on so early in the morning over here on the American East Coast? Um, but yeah, some very talented fighters uh, over there for sure. Uh, let's quickly talk a little UFC uh, two seventy three here before we bring on Kay Hansen. Uh, two title fights. One of my personal favorite fighters, uh, uh, the Korean Zombie. Uh, is fighting Alexander Volkanovsky. Uh, and a lot of a lot of big favorites in the top three cards. Is there any fight that uh, the two of you are looking forward to the most this weekend? I mean, outside Although, of the title fights? Go ahead. Go ahead, Reed. Title fights go. included. Okay. Well, I, I'm personally looking forward to Peter uh, Peter Jan versus Aljamain Sterling. I told you guys last week that this is like this is a personal fight for me because re- I'm a big Jan fan. And, you know, I was robbed, of course. I bet on him against Sterling last year. Fight closed around like a near pick'em, and Jan just completely outclassed him, just as I expected. And the inadverted, not even inadverted, the illegal knee uh, got himself disqualified. There's nothing accidental about that. Nothing accidental about that. Completely dirty. Uh, Got himself disqualified. And now I think he's going to get even with him. And I'm pumped to see it because I also think Jan, you know, we talk about Usman, we talk about Izzy, we talk about Nganu. I think Jan needs to be in the pound for pound conversation. I know that's 
it's a weird topic to talk about because they're obviously all such different sizes. But to me, Jan is such a complete fighter, and I'm just I'm always excited to see him fight. Yeah, there's been some like really crazy trash talk amongst them for a long time now. I mean, even before their first fight, I think there was like a video that Peter posted of like a a very drunk homeless man, and he was like pretending it was Aljamain, and then Aljamain was saying recently stuff, you know, stuff about yawn being russian so it's like it's gotten dirty and it's getting to the point where it's like a little too much so i'm looking forward to this to be settled and done mm-hmm. and like let's move on to the next thing have we decided as the mma world how to pronounce his first name some some just go peter some say piotr some say Pio- petra yeah piotr piotr is i think the correct way to say it but everyone just says peter I don't think he he corrects anyone, but yeah. All right. Yeah, unfortunately, my yeah, I have heard several. <laughs> What's that? My American self comes out. It just. It's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the one I think I'm interested in the most is Gilbert Burns and Kamzat Chimaev. Um, Chimaev is a massive favorite. We're obviously going to probably talk about these fights a little bit more once we get in the draft. But uh, big step up in competition. Is he worthy of being this big of a favorite? Uh, time will tell. Uh, and I think Gilbert Burns is one of the more underrated fighters in the UFC. So that's that's probably the one I'm most uh, looking. But like you even like go down into like the prelims and there's a lot of good fights. Uh, Rosenstruck against Tybura. Uh, mm-hmm. Olenek against Vandera. Uh, a good women's fight between Aspen Ladd and, and Raquel Pennington. Like this, this, this is a true, truly stacked card uh, from beginning to end. Amy, yeah, is there he- a fight that... Go ahead, Rick. No, Amy, you can go. But Ian Gary's also a rising prospect. I was going to say. So then go. Please, <laughs> please, go. please. I'm, I I, think, yeah, I think he's like one of those guys who's like sneaky good and is going to blow up really quick. I think um, he's a name that a lot of people already know, but like the casuals are still not quite, you know, introduced to him. I think he has a lot of personality. Like he has like a Conor McGregor type personality. Um, and he just got married. So he's got hopefully that new, new, there's not a new dad, but like new, new husband power there. You know, like I, I'm really looking forward to that fight personally. Uh, now, Amy, this is in, this car is in Florida, correct? So you are not at this one. No. And are I you- kept looking at flights and I was going to go just for the, you know, just to go. Cause I was like having major FOMO about not being there, but gas prices are crazy. I couldn't get out there. Yeah, that's fair enough. Uh, Curtis Calhoun chimes in the chats. Is Mackenzie Dern versus Tisha Torres going to be wild? Don't miss that one, of course. Another fantastic yes. uh, women's fight. This one on the main card. Obviously, everyone knows Mackenzie Dern is one of the most decorated and skillful jiu-jitsu artists on planet mm-hmm. Earth, male or female. So that's uh, very excited for that one on the main card as well. Um, have you heard anything from your connections about anything going on in the ground uh, leading up this week, Amy? Or... A kind of a different version of the same question. Are you nervous now that you don't have that advantage over us of being on the floor and hearing stuff from the fighters when it comes to the draft? I mean, uh, not nervous because it hasn't quite paid off for me all that much. Like sometimes it has with that Wellington fight. It tur- it really paid off. Um, but yeah, it, it doesn't always pay off. Uh, I haven't heard any rumblings, but I'm, I want to ask Kay if she has because she's there. So I kind of excited to hear what she has to say. Fighter Speaking reporter. Of- Fighter reporter Kay Hansen, she's going to hopefully give us a, give it all here. Yeah, speaking of Kay Hansen, I believe she's ready to join us. Uh, women's strawweight fighter fighting this week at UFC 273 against Pierre Rodriguez. Kay, thank you so much for joining us. You were the first one to join the show. On the actual week that you're fighting, 
So thank you for that, for taking some time to join us. Uh, are you in the middle of a weight cut right now? How are you feeling in, in general uh, right now? Uh, yeah, I am in the middle of a weight cut. Um, I have a session in a little bit after this. Um, it's my first time going back down to straw weight um, in a little bit. So I'm excited to make the cut back down. Cool. Kind of ex I'm excited to fight back down at my, my at this weight class, but not necessarily cut down, but it shouldn't be too bad. Yeah, Kay, I was going to ask you, you've kind of bounced around straw weight and flyweight. Yeah. This seems like it's your more natural weight class, though. Do you think that's going to lead to a bounce back here, you know, in this return fight at UFC 273? Definitely. You know, I've had a few fights at 125 throughout my career. Um, however, I feel like most of them separate from my last one were against people or girls who could also fight at 115. So I feel like my last fight was my first fight against a true 125er, um, aside from Aaron Blanchfield in the past. Um, so I definitely think 115 is more my division. You know what I mean? Um, I walk around from like 125 to 130 usually. So, uh, I didn't have to cut anything for my last fight. So I definitely think I'll be better, better suited in, uh, the 115 division. Mm. So before what are your we thoughts? Go ahead. Well, go ahead, Amy. <laughs> before we brought you on, this is the, the, tr the trials of having three people interviewing at the same time. <laughs> um, we Before we brought you on, we were kind of teasing like behind the scenes stuff. Have you seen your opponent yet? How, or have you seen any like tensions or anything? No, I have not. Uh, you know, I've kind of been more like to myself, I'd say. Uh, I didn't have too much on my fight schedule this time. Um, I feel like last time I did because... Uh, it was more my hometown, so I had, like, interview after interview, so I was, like, out and about. Uh, this time is a little more chill, so I've just kind of been keeping to myself, you know what I mean? Especially with a big fight cart like this, like, people have emotions all raised and, like, everything. So I'm just kind of keeping to myself. Yeah, we what were hoping like you fighting... might We thought maybe we'd, we'd hear some fight, uh, fight stories, like that Patty and Ilya fight a couple weeks ago. Haven't seen it. So we want you to go out and start something. Okay. <laughs> I see. <laughs> uh, what what was it like fighting in, in like uh, in your hometown area? Do you feel less pressure this week now without all that extra media attention? Um. Yes and no. I mean, I feel like no matter what, there's always pressure. You know what I mean? I'm I'm really hard on myself too. Um. So I feel like either way, there's pressure, but it's all part of the process, and you learn to kind of let it help you. You know what I mean? Um. But it was awesome fighting in my hometown. Um, now I'm fighting like the furthest from my hometown, so I don't know one here in Jacksonville, but uh, either way, it's going to be a great card, so I'm excited. Yeah, Kay, based on pay-per-view fight night, is there a difference? I know your last fight was on UFC 270, but is this one, are you now maybe getting more acclimated fighting on pay-per-view, maybe more people in the crowd, or do you like that fight night crowd and, and maybe a little bit uh, more dimmed down? Um, you know, I like the, the big crowd. Um, yeah. I feel like kind of add some energy, you know, opposed or uh, aside from like my last fight and this fight, all three of my other UFC fights have been at the apex during like the COVID era. So there was literally no one there. So I remember like, it's so awkward. Like you just kind of hear <laughs> echoes of coaching and like, you still hear the commentators and I feel like it's just a lot different. It's like uh, a true UFC experience. You know what I mean? When you get to walk out to the crowd. So I'm excited to see how Florida shows up. Which do you, do you think that's gonna? I'm going first this time, Amy. Do you think yeah. that's going? <laughs> Kay, do you think that's gonna work to your advantage a little bit because this is your opponent's actual UFC debut? I know obviously she fought Dana White's uh, Contender Series, but fighting in front of her crowd, do you think this is gonna work to your advantage this time? I mean, yes and no. I feel like at this level, everyone's had some kind of crowd experience for the most part. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Every single one of my opponents has been a UFC debuter, too. So. 
this isn't anything new to me welcoming someone you know what i mean um but i'm excited i think it's definitely going to add energy because uh she's very aggressive and very tough and moves forward a lot and i do the same thing so i think it's gonna make for a good fight well i was just gonna ask you what coaches you have with you this week i have tyler wombles joe murphy chewy gutierrez uh those are my three cornermen this week uh, my head coach is tyler from classic fight team is it the same kind of core you've had for all your fights or is there a new anyone new or anything changed um, up so after my debut i kind of switched it up because my striking needed a lot of work um but i've known everyone for a while um i've been with everyone since um the cory mckenna fight and then i added my boxing coach in for my last fight um so this will be everyone as a core their third time together the second time together but they corner like all of our gym fighters together usually so they have a pretty good you know chemistry when it comes to coaching awesome now no one's gonna say anything <laughs> reed, you want to go ahead now i'm oh, nervous yeah. i'm gonna start talking the same time as someone else go ahead reed yeah okay so in terms of you know listen i bet on all these fights that's what i do why should why should we bet on you? Make the sell to me. Why are you going to win this fight? Get back I on actually, track with the trial. I get a betting question a lot, and I will be completely honest. Like, I don't get why people ask me that. Like, it's not <laughs> my but you want with your money? Of course I think I'm going to win. Every fighter thinks they're going to win. I think experience plays a factor in this. You know what I mean? She is 7-0, and um, but I don't know a lot of the names that she has fought. I'm not saying they're not good opponents, but I'm mm-hmm. just saying – I have 13 pro fights. This will be my either my 13th or my 14th pro fight. I'm only 22, so I'm young, but this isn't my first rodeo. You know what I mean? I've I've walked the walk for a long time. I've fought tough uh, opponents for a long time. Ever since my like second pro fight, I've been fighting savages, you know? Uh, so I definitely think that experience is going to play a part of this. You know what I mean? It's not all like brute and aggression, um, which I feel like she kind of brings to the table for the most part, but I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a lot more than that, this fight. I noticed that you are we going to raise our hands now? Okay. <laughs> I, just want go up. <laughs> I, I noticed that you on the way to Florida, you were saying, oh, I wish I could do a, like a, an AMA on Twitter. But, you, you know, you don't know how the fans are going to react. And I know like on a very small level, I kind of get that same kind of interaction with the fans. Uh, do you find it odd that, you know, that fans think that all you can do is fight like you're not allowed to go have yeah, a pizza you you know, can a i could go on and on about this topic um ever since i mean i've fought for invictus since i was 18 so i'm i'm used to twitter trolls you know what i mean i'm very used to it it doesn't bother me you can say what you want i recently turned them off after my last fight because ever since i've made an only fans like it's just a whole nother story and my biggest thing is like number one i don't have to justify what i do outside of fighting but number two like i swear people think like taking photos is gonna distract me like you're gonna take photos regardless people take selfies people post stuff on instagram you're gonna take photos regardless people think that me taking photos in my free time is like distracting me from fighting which most fighters i know have to get another job so this is a thing that i can have income i could work around i have my own schedule like if anything it helps me focus more you know what i mean what am i gonna do go work a nine to five and try to schedule my training and get the best training around that like it doesn't make sense to me. People always throw that. People used to throw that in my face. I'm sure they still do, but my comments are off, so I don't know. <laughs> uh, but people always used to throw that around, like, "Oh, if you're not so worried about OnlyFans," and it's like it's literally like not that hard to do. It's not a big part of my day. It's not something that like keeps me from training. You know what I mean? I have my training schedule. I can train whenever I want, however I want, and also still make money. You know, so it's so funny when people people think that you can't be like an attractive woman with an OnlyFans and also fight professionally. 
I swear if you do one, you can't do the other, which makes no sense to me, but I could go on and on about that subject. <laughs> so And those those are the same people that are subscribing too, which is funny. It's that's like a, yeah, you know, it's it's crazy. And that's why I turned them off. You know, well so for me my main thing was like I've been very open with like my past traumas and my past with like sexual abuse and everything. Um and the reason I turned them off is because people were making comments about that. People were attacking that. And for me, like I said, you could throw all the shade you want. You could say OnlyFans sucks, that's why you suck, whatever. I don't care. But when people started attacking like the sexual abuse and the trauma and stuff like that, that's when I was like, okay, you guys are going too far. And it's always like accounts with like no followers, no, like not even a real person. And then you, like, I just found myself like, doing the bad thing of like reading comments but i would just block people all day because the last thing i want is like these nasty comments under all my stuff you know what i mean so that's why i ended up taking like my comments off just because people were getting too carried away like i'm not i am not a soft person you can say what you want but there's certain lines i feel like that people are too comfortable crossing on the internet so that's the reason i ended up turning mine off how do you feel like you brought that there's uh, the say people are too comfortable on the internet how do you feel about something like with Colby Covington and Jorge Masvidal, where like the, what Colby said brought out a violent reaction. Like how, what were your thoughts there? That's a tricky thing because I do think people get too comfortable running their mouth. You know what I mean? Uh, I'm a fan of Colby in his fighting sense, but I'm not a fan of his mouth. I don't think mo most people are, you know what I mean? Um, so you can't just say whatever you want, especially when it comes to like family, you know what I mean? Like you can't attack family. You can't, I think there are certain things that should be off limits. Um, but with that being said, we are athletes. We are professional athletes. So it's kind of a, a, like a double-edged sword. Like George had the opportunity to fight him, to beat him, couldn't do it, and then kind of gets a cheap shot in, you know, while he's having a celebratory dinner. So I get both sides because, like, if I was Mondo, I'd be like, dude, shut the hell up, Colby. You know what I mean? But if you're Colby Covington, like, you're kind of running your mouth, but you also can't just assault people when you want. And it's like, I don't know. It's a, it's a murky waters for sure. But, yeah. I mean... I don't know what are we gonna do about it. <laughs> how much? How much better has kind of your headspace been since you've shut off comments? I know there's definitely some days I wish I could just shut off comments. It gets hard in the head to just scroll Twitter comments all day. Has has it improved your mental health at all? Um, I mean, I would say so. Um, you know, like I said, ever since I was 18, I'm used to seeing them, so it's not something that was right. like um, bothering me too much until it got to the point of you know hitting crossing lines that they shouldn't. Um, and honestly, it's helped a lot because I used to be more of a big social media person. I'm like, you know, this is my market. This is my brand. And ever since I've shut the comments off, like I literally will just post a picture and get off the internet. And mm. I feel like it's easier because you don't like, because my biggest thing is was I didn't care about the comments, but I didn't want like a supporter to come on and just see these nasty comments. And then people would be arguing in my comment section. And I was like, I don't want this place of like war in my comment section. And that's the reason I would like right. sit back and delete. But then once I realized like, I'm wasting my time. I'm wasting my energy. Like just turn like I just limited them. So if I follow you, you can, you know, comment on my stuff. So I just limited them. And it's been a lot easier because it's not like a war zone under my, my comment section. You know what I mean? Um, and like, it wasn't very often that I'm sitting, I'm not like sitting there scrolling all day, every day through my comments, but you know, I'd post a picture and like at night when I'm about to go to bed, I go on and I'm just like, what are these people saying? Like, mm -hmm. how do you even think that let alone type it and send it, you know? So it's been a lot, a lot better. Um, I feel like it just makes my page like more wholesome, at least for my eyes. So I like it. I'm probably not going to change it anytime soon. Yeah, absolutely. I uh, got a shout out. Serial chiller in the chat says, Kay Hansen, I believe in you, girl. Go get that 50K bonus, baby. Let's go. <laughs> Thank you. How That's nice awesome. would a 50K bonus be this weekend? It would be great. You know what I mean? It's It's been a long time. Uh, I mean, for my debut, I got uh, a bonus, but... 
I thought the Corey McKenna fight was pretty close. You know, I thought I could have pulled it off. So I'm on a two fight losing streak. Um, and you can make excuses for, for anything you want, but the fact is I'm on a two fight losing streak. So I'm excited to get back in that win column this weekend. Is there any added pressure that you feel at all? The fact that you're on that two fight losing streak? No, not at all. I feel like, uh, my last fight, I was like the extreme like favorite. And it was like, everyone thought I was going to like knock her out and all this. And I'm getting all these like, these crazy things said to me, and uh, I feel like it's easier having no expectations. You know what I mean? Like, mm. I know what I'm capable of, and so does my team and everyone around me. So that's never been an issue. Um, but you can't control what other people think of you or what other people predict. You know what I mean? So for me, I don't think it really matters either way. Um, whether I'm coming off a two-fight losing streak, a one-fight losing streak, a win, uh, you're going to have pressure regardless. So, so for me, it's like it is. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Uh, okay. I, go ahead, Reed. Now, I was going to ask, Kay, you just changing gears, you are on a card, two title fights. What are we thinking, the two main, the two title fights? Do you have an opinion? Do you have a side? What are you thinking? I mean, obviously. Uh, I got Jan, and then and I got uh, Volk. Those are my two picks. I uh, I think the Volk fight's going to be good, but I just think Volk's on a different level. You know what I mean? I'm a big Korean zombie fan, um, and I think, I think it'll be a good, like, first or second round, but I think over the championship rounds, I think that's when Volk will, will kind of show his colors. Because I was there when he fought Brian at, uh, in Vegas for his last title fight, and it, it was just like, he's crazy. He's on a different level. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> yeah. so I'm excited to see that one, though. Um, and then for Jan and Aljo, I think Jan's going to win. You know, I think same thing probably in the later rounds. Um, I think Jan is really smart, and he's very dangerous. You know what I mean? So I could see him even, like, waiting out danger and then coming in for the kill. Mm. Are they going to let you stay and watch the fights or do they ship you back to the hotel? I get a couple of complimentary tickets um, since I fight on the card. Um, but I have one short and they did it. So at the Honda Center, they didn't let us back in. Like we couldn't like come back and watch, which kind of sucks because I was like, man, I'm in my hometown and I, you know what I mean? But um, it makes sense because if you have every fighter and then there are two or three corners coming in, where we, you know what I mean? So I get it. Uh, but. I do have a couple tickets. I am one short though, so I might try to like get my coaches in and then try to squeeze in myself with stay in my fighter gear and show them my badge. Maybe maybe they'll let me in, but but we'll see. I'd like to because I think it's gonna be a really good card. Yeah. Uh, a couple of people in the comments right now wishing you good luck, uh, Jackson Chump, uh, K Hansen. Good luck, much love, Melissa Delgadillo. I'm sorry, I definitely just butchered <laughs> your last name. Good luck, K Hansen. Looking forward to seeing you fight. Uh, so we're all gonna be cheering for you. I do have one more sports betting related question really quick. I know that you said you get a lot of ones asking why people should bet on you, but I'm curious. And I asked this to basically any fighter that, that, uh, that we talked to or any athlete from a different sport that I talked to. Do you ever look at the odds? Are you curious what your odds are ahead of a fight? Or do you just not even think about that? No, I don't even, I don't really pay attention. If I'm being honest, I have no idea how betting works. I mean, like, obviously I have a general, idea. I'm not like right. dumb. I, for me, like when I look at odds and I'm like this or that, how, I don't, I don't know how any of it works. And for me, it's just like, um, obviously like everyone has their own opinion and it's like a lot of these people that bet don't fight. So for me, I'm just like, if you see my opponent who's seven and oh and hits really hard and like, okay, she's going to be hurt cause she's seven and five and she's on a two fight. You know what I mean? And it's just like, mm. of course I'm going to be the underdog. So for me, I kind of can already guess who people think is going to win just based on what they see on the outside. You know what I mean? So for me, I don't even usually bother to try to figure out if I'm the favorite or the underdog. I just kind of have tunnel vision and focus on what I'm doing. 
I will say we've had UFC fighters on the show and actually make predictions with us, and they have beaten us in our competition every single time that they're on the show. So uh, <laughs> being fighters is always clearly uh, more beneficial when betting than uh, being actual sports bettors like myself and Redart. Um, we do have to ask you this. I know obviously you think you're, you're, you're going to win. Do you have yeah. an official prediction whatsoever, do, or, or are you kind of anti-prediction? Do you have a prediction for your fight? Yeah, I'm not I'm not big on predictions, you know, because at the end of the day, both of us are looking for a finish, you know what I mean? And, and I have my methods, and I've also improved a lot, you know what I mean? I think I showcased uh, a lot more striking my last fight, and I'm excited to showcase it against someone uh, my size, you know? And uh, But, I mean, I think we're both, uh, we're both tough, and I think uh, it's going to end in a finish either way. But it's going to be on my end. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, Amy, Reed, unless you two have any further questions here, we can let Kay go. Kay, thank you so much for joining us. Best of luck this weekend. Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you for joining the Week Your Fight. Good luck with your weight cut uh, and everything uh, leading up to this weekend. We will be re- rooting for you. So thank you very much for joining us, and, uh, yeah, good luck. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yay. Awesome you stuff. First time we've ever had a fighter of the week of. It made me a little bit more nervous, to be honest. <laughs> Good luck to her. Incredibly, we will no, be incredibly, incredibly insightful, though. And, you know, I'm definitely pulling for her. And, you know, she definitely gave some good insight, especially on fight week, like what her mentality is going into this fight. Because, you know, like we said, coming, you know, two losses, she's looking for a win. But so is, you know, Rodriguez. So this, you know, I'm excited for that uh, fight on the undercard. Yeah. So now we'll be getting to the uh, bet draft part of the show um now it's gonna be awkward if we just interview Kay Hansen and one of you bet against her but uh, <laughs> we'll see if anyone's willing to do that uh for those of you who are new who have not watched this uh this is kind of our little sports betting fun portion of the show that we do we do a snake draft with picks for this weekend's card uh so what we are going to do is three maybe four rounds depending on how the time goes because we still have uh, Matt Favola that we got to uh, get on here uh, at the top of the hour um, but it's a snake draft someone's going to pick first they pick who their best bet of the card is uh, when that fighter is selected nobody else can obviously draft that bet uh, and it will be based on odds obviously uh, and then we will have our picks and then whoever finishes with the best record up the most amount of units at the end of the card is deemed the winner I am still rooting or looking for my first draft win. Reed and Amy. Uh, Amy, I think you have one or two. Uh, and I Reed, you have a couple one. wins as well. I mean, I yeah, think my so. one is, is only because we didn't count the fighter that week, too. So, like, technically, I don't even you know I, what I mean. Like, I think you have two, but I think one of them was when we had a fighter on and they won. I think you have one okay. solo win. I think you okay. do. Well, yeah, I think Amy has one. I think I also won another one when the fighter was on, though. But I have another one also. Right. All I know is, though, Ian, you're still over. I have no wins at all. Got it. Got to get off the schneid here. Pay-per-view week. We just had Kay Hansen on. You're dressed to the nines. You got to get off the schneid. I went over uh, three in, last oh. week, though. That's really bad. That's, I've never done that bad before. No, but to be fair, Amy, like I said, you chose three underdogs. So sometimes if you're getting a little That's risky true. with underdogs, that happens sometimes. Yeah. Um, chime in in the chat. I missed you. I think I mispronounced your, your name last time, so I apologize. Please correct me. I think it's Zan Bando because I think last time I said Zane, and I think that was incorrect. Um, that, Illinois yeah. writer, uh, I believe Illinois writer for us. Uh, big card this week. He writes for fans MMA as well. He does, yes, that's yes. correct. Um, I yeah, I just remember he stormed the court. Was it Illinois? I'm pretty sure it was Illinois. Yes. There's yeah. footage of him storming the court, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, 
And you Perfect. nailed it. Nailed it. <laughs> awesome. So let's get into the draft here. Reed, you won out of the three of us, even though Jalen Turner won the last draft. So pick the order. Go ahead. Uh, what are you going with uh, this week? So order-wise, I have a few leans. I don't feel very strong. Like I need something. Like I, I have a few that I like, but nothing I'm super strong on just yet. So I'm going to go Amy, Ian, myself, and then obviously snake it back around with myself, Ian, Amy, and then back again. Okay, so I'm second. Also, uh, important rule, the first round is undercard only. So no main card uh, fights uh, in the first round. Rounds two and three, we will be jumping into uh, the main card as well. But you also can still obviously uh, uh, pick prelim fights. So um, let's get into it. Let's do it. Okay, so I have to start. Okay, I'm going to go probably all underdogs again, just because that's how I roll. I like it. I'm a big underdog guy, so I like it. Yes. So hopefully my picks were correct. I think I have them written down right. Okay. So I'm going to go Aspen Ladd for my first pick. Good pick. Um, I think that she has so much power. I think she's had some issues, obviously, with weight cutting. Why are you looking confused, Ian? I'm not sorry. I'm just <laughs> tweeting. I'm tweeting out the link to remind people we're jumping <laughs> in the draft. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Amy. Something wrong? Is she not on the card? Um, it's, so I just have to preface it when I'm not at an event. I lose track of like who's fighting and what, on what part of the card and like who pulled out and all this. I'm like not as in the loop there, so I always have to double check when I'm not there. So, anyways, yes. Um, so Aspen Lad. Yeah, I think that she's had obviously issues with weight cutting, but I think she's finding her groove. Um, I think it's weird that she's an underdog, to be honest. Uh, I just, I don't know. Something tells me Aspen, something whispered Aspen Lad to me. So, and I believe Pennington's coming in on short notice, if I'm not mistaken, either. So yeah. that, you yeah. know, we've discussed that, that that's sometimes counterproductive. So we'll see. I, I kind of agree with that pick. I like it. Yay. I feel good <laughs> about it. All right, so it's on me. Um, I was supposed to send the production team my pick. I apologize for that. We're just going to have to go, go uh, on the fly here. I'm going to go with um, a fighter who is actually from my home province. This is not only a Canadian. This is a Nova Scotian. <laughs> and I think this is only the third Nova Scotian to fight in the UFC. If my math is correct, Chris Kalaitis I know is one. I think there was one other. Mike Mallett. From Halifax, Nova Scotia. Minus really? 205. Again, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that either until I started researching this card a little bit further. <laughs> um, he is making his UFC debut. He uh, did fight on, on Dana White's Contender Series. Minus 205. Perfect. Um, and in his Dana White Contender Series fight, he pulled off his submission win in 39 seconds. So getting a win in 39 seconds is one thing. Yes. Getting a submission win. In 39 seconds is a completely other thing. So this is a guy who's fought seven or eight times. He's seven and one. All seven of his wins have come by finish. So I know obviously he's fighting a a guy who's a little bit more experienced than Mickey Gall. Um, But I mean, you can't deny those seven finishes. Uh, He is a little bit of a chalky favorite, but I want to get my win under belt uh, under, uh, under my belt here in the first round. And I didn't want to let you two have a chance to pick my hometown hero, who is now immediately my favorite fighter in the UFC because he's from <laughs> Halifax. Mike Mallett. Mike Proper Mallet. Oh, of course, TJ Grant. i got to shout out TJ Grant. Was the great, one of the greatest Nova Scotia athletes of all time out of title fighting against ben, Benson Henderson. Got a bad concussion, never fought in the UFC ever again. One of the greatest what-ifs in UFC history uh, is TJ Grant. Shout out to him. I used to see him uh, around Halifax all the time. Uh, shout out to, I, wonder if, I wonder if Mike Mallett trains with TJ Grant. That'd be interesting. Um, but, uh, yeah, 
Actually, it looks like he's team Mouth Mail, so he might maybe move to California. But yeah, Mike Mallet's my first pick. Uh, I've talked enough. Reed, go ahead. Uh, your first pick of the or your first pick, last pick of the fi- of the first round. Yeah, um, I like the Aspen Lad pick. That was one of the people on my short list. I was not looking at Mike Mallet to be honest, but I got two picks here. So for the first one, I will go with Marcin Tibera against uh, Jarzino Rosenstreich. Listen, I get. He has Rosenstrike has the power. He could finish this fight in a minute. I understand that. But Tybur's kind of like a grinder. I think he's going to get this to the mat, at least up against the cage. Sap the power of Rosenstrike, plus 125. I like Tybur as a small underdog. This reeks of Tybur by decision, like a really gross 30-27, 29-28 win. Again, I think Rosenstrike has one path to victory. It's Kenny Land, that knockout punch. I think Tybur is going to be able to hold up here. I'm not expecting a really pretty fight. I like Tybora plus one twenty-five. That that pick was on my list. Uh, you yeah. stole one on me there. I was thinking, yeah, I uh, yeah, I like that quite a bit. Um, so that's the end of the first round. Let's recap the first round. Uh, if uh, if we have the graphic ready there, Amy, what was your first pick again? There it is, Aspen Lad. That's right, Aspen Lad as an underdog. Uh, Mike Mallet, myself. I was the only got person to go favorite. In the first round, minus 205, big favorite, but just give me the win right off the bat. Uh, and then Marcin Tibura, plus 125 for the first round. How bad is it still when your first round loses, though? When you're like, for sure loses. Because you know? <laughs> that's the, yeah, the my draft is always like, Ugh. like I'm never like so sure someone's going to win. So I never really get that disappointed. Okay, low sense? expectations. Yeah, See, I just I'm convinced that everything, you know, all of these are hits. So, you know, I'm predicting three and zero off the bat. So, you know, it's the tale of two tale of two sides. Yes. Yeah. It, and I tweeted this out uh, like last week. Um, if if my bet hits, it's because I handicapped it right and I'm a genius. And if it didn't hit, it's not my fault. It's because the <laughs> yeah. bad person at a bad training camp. The, the judges <laughs> screwed me over. Uh, losses are never my fault. And I will stand by that. Uh, Reed, uh, you, we are back to you because of snake draft first pick, second yes. round main cards wide open. I hope you, um, aren't taking the person who I'm taking. Cause I forgot it was a snake draft. So I thought I was up next. Uh, but yeah, you get two picks in a row. Go ahead. This is, I am still on the main or still on the prelim card. I believe. Good. Yes. Uh, no, just kidding. It's on the main Uh-oh. card. Now. Uh, I'm going Vin- to go Vince Pichel as a no, small I think prelim. That's okay, that? even if it is. Oh yeah, I see. He was on the main card, but we're good on main card, right? Yeah, you can't. Yeah, you can't. Okay. He's hold on. Yes. So yes, Vince, main card. Yeah, Vince oh, Michelle as a moderate favorite. I watched Mark Madsen's last fight, split decision win. I wasn't very impressed, and Michelle, he's a little bit older. I know he's thirty nine, but he has a crazy gas tank. He's able to really push the pace, and I think that Madsen. Olympic wrestler, he's going to try and grapple, but Pichelle has great uh, grappling defense. He's a veteran. I, I like Pichelle in this fight. I think he's going to end up looking like a bigger favorite. Maybe it does go to the cards, but I think Pichelle has knockout power. He could kind of wrap this up with some ground and pound, but as a small favorite, I don't think that this is like too much of a price to pay, so um, I'll take uh, Pichelle as a small favorite. You cannot bet against a mustache, mustache like that. <laughs> That it is a very enticing part of uh, getting him in the draft, yes. having easily the most electric-looking draft so far. P- 
people love why why do people love mustaches so much there was a guy on <laughs> okay. st peter's in the march madness tournament he had a mustache and then it, it turned into i'm just gonna grow mustaches for my brand alone just so people like me more <laughs> i don't know what it is about a mustache can we get the uh the graphic back up there can you grow a mustache like this though like i can't grow anything like that i would I've grow never I've never tried to grow one that thick. I've done uh, Movember in the past where I grow for the month of November and it does get pretty thick, but I, I think I would have to let it grow for a few months. And I, I don't know if it, get, it could get to that point. And in fairness, you're right. That is a very nice. Yeah. Field mustache. That's like, a, he has like more hair on his mouth than he does on his head. Like mm-hmm. this is like, you know, that's like grown yeah. out and like really well kept. But yeah. anyway. That's for another episode when we grow out the mustache. <laughs> yeah. The mustache episode. Oh my gosh, yeah, we're we, should do draw, we should draft the best facial hair in the UFC. That's what I was just going to say, yeah. <laughs> A mustache draft. Um, all right, so it's back to me. You did not take the fighter that I was looking to take, so I'm happy with that. I'm going to take uh, the women's fight uh, on the main card, and I'm going to take Mackenzie Dern. Minus 115, very slight favorite here. Uh, pretty si- simple handicap. I mean, I, I talked about this, I think it was at the top of the show. Mackenzie Dern is one of the most uh, decorated fighters, uh, decorated jiu-jitsu fighters in the world, uh, male or female. If she can take her opponent down, she wins the fight because she just submits everyone. Now, to be fair, that has been an issue because her uh, takedown mm-hmm. accuracy is 10%, which is not good. That's a yeah. terrible takedown accuracy, to be fair. She is certainly not a wrestler. Um, but Tisha Torres has a takedown defense of 58%. So not necessarily the best takedown defense in the world. Uh, she's been taken down twice in uh, two of her last three fights. Uh, so I will take Duran as a slight favorite here and hope that she can take Tisha Torres down to the ground. But I mean, this is what basically every single Mackenzie Duran fight comes down to. If she takes her down, it's going to be hard for her opponent to win. Uh, so I'm going to bank on uh, her being, being able to get Tisha Torres down and pull off this mission. So Mackenzie Duran, slight favorite. Uh, and this one, uh, reach advantage too. Now that we're looking at the draft, I kind of like a reach advantage there. And her striking has come along. Uh, when she first was in the UFC, her striking was absolutely abysmal, to be fair. I mean, her strength was obviously her jiu-jitsu, a world champion in jiu-jitsu, but her striking has come along, uh, which is always nice to see. It's good to see some, some jiu-jitsu fighters uh, get some striking. So and uh, she's Mackenzie Dern her- is my second pick. She's found her weight cut kind of recipe i think as well she was struggling mm. with that for a little bit and she doesn't seem to be struggling like it's not like this Ooh, is she gonna make weight anymore like it used to right be. i did forget about that but yeah early in her ufc career she had some weight cut issues that's right mm-hmm. uh so mackenzie dern my second round pick amy we are back to you uh your last last pick of the second round um i'm gonna go another underdog i'm going gilbert burns which i think everyone's gonna oh. laugh at my face no, I, I, just, I was. I thought that was going to drop to me next round. So I'm, oh, I'm okay. happy. This. Uh, I'm happy we're drafting this though, so we could talk about this fight. Yeah, because okay, so obviously Kamzat is crazy good. Like, there's no argument there. Um, you know, everybody's saying like, oh, you know, he he's he's only starting out in the UFC and all this stuff, which is true. But he's gotten to a level that most people starting out in the UFC have not gotten to. I do believe that Gilbert Burns is going to be the toughest opponent so far. Um, I think it's just, it's going to be such a good fight. I feel like it's going to be fight of the night. I think it's going to go to the scorecards. Um, I just, I can't, I can't count out Gilbert Burns. Like he's just too good. 
Um, I think we'll see a third round for the first time because I don't think Kamzat's gone to the third round. And I think that we're just, he's just not going to be ready for it. I, I think he's just not ready for that kind of a fight. Interesting that you just said it, it's going to go to the third round because if it does go to the third round, he actually said something. I think it was this week, maybe it was last week. Days are all just mushing together between March Madness and the Masters for me right now. Um, but he said that uh, he has he can only breathe out of one nostril. Um, now, obviously, oh, in his yeah. fights, the output that he has in his fights is insane. But he's never been to a third round. Is he going to be able to put out that level of output for th- for three straight rounds, especially considering the fact? Um, that he can only breathe out of one nostril. But yeah, I believe if I remember correctly, and uh, um, Melissa says, I agree, Amy. I, I feel people underestimate Burns. He will definitely be a challenge for Kamzat. Kamzat. We, we all, I think we all, Kamzat, sorry. Kamzat? I mean, I'm just guessing. I don't know. That's what I call it. Chemayev is definitely the way you pronounce yeah, it. Last Do all three of us agree Gilbert Burns is being underrated in this fight? I think yes. we can all agree with that, right? Yes. yes. But at the same time, Shemaev might be that good. Like, I, I think that this, it, we could acknowledge this is a huge step up for him. But at the right. same time, he all, like, Shemaev might also be, like, on another level that, but this is, like, baking it in. And this is, like, something I like to fade all the time, like, this, like, trendy prospect. But Shemaev might, I think we could all agree he might actually just be on another level. And I and think I even to be, sorry, Amy, go ahead. I was going to say, and I don't think if that he loses to Burns that he was, like, 100%. That it all was wrong and he wasn't as good as he was. Like, I don't think that's the right. case at all. I think that, that, you know, he's still so new. He, if he, if he loses, it's just a, one peg in the ladder. You know, it's like, it's not the end. It's not like, oh, he was a, a wash. He was just kidding. He wasn't that great. I mean, he's definitely a good fighter. Um, yeah. And I think it's it, like, I think Chamayev is, he should be the favorite, the betting favorite, but I think the odds are just completely mispriced. Like, yeah. what was Gilbert Burns plus four or five hundred yeah, dollars? Like, yeah. that's insane. That that's a like that's like a, a massive mismatch. Like, if you're if you're basing it off of uh, off the odds, and I I think it's much closer than that. But Jamai probably does deserve to be the favorite. Uh, but yeah, I think the quote that I I said whatever injury caused the scar that he has also messed up the nostril on that side. So if if I remember correctly, don't don't sewer me if I'm not. But that injury has now caused him to only be able to breathe out of one nostril, which is crazy that still even be able to be as dominant of a UFC fighter and put out the output that he has with breathing only out of one nostril. But like I said, has never been to a, to a third round of a fight mm-hmm. and has only been to the second round three times. Mm-hmm. My my one issue with Burns in this fight is he puts himself in a lot of like dangerous situations and Chimaev right. could really pounce on that. Like if I imagine Burns is going to come forward. He's going to initiate action. The question is, can he hold up and weather that first storm, that first kind of exchange? Because Chemayev is going to bring the power. He's dangerous on the ground. Can Burns get out of that situation? You know, really like kind of feel it and be like, okay, I know what this guy's about. Let's try and see how the second round goes and so on. So I can see it ending really early. But then, of course, if Burns could kind of hold up, like I don't, to me, it's Chemayev early, Burns late as like a handicapping approach to this fight. Burns is seven and one in his last eight fights with the only loss coming to the number one pound for pound fighter in yep. the world. And now he's a plus four or five underdog. <laughs> That's just crazy to me. Happens that, <laughs> that completes the second round. Amy, you are going to pick again, but before we get to your uh, first pick of the third round, let's recap here. Uh, Amy, two underdogs uh, off the bat. We'll see if she goes three underdogs once again. 
Um, I'm going with a second favorite. Mackenzie Dern's obviously uh, only a slight favorite, though. And uh, Reed, you're going with uh, Moustache Mania himself. Uh, what is it? <laughs> Inspichel? Uh, minus yes. 135. So now you have a slight underdog and a slight favorite. So uh, three people, three different uh, strategies so far in this draft. So it's interesting to see how that's going to turn out. Amy, back to you for your third round pick. We'll see how we are doing on time. It might be your last pick. It might not be. Well, actually, I'm just texting right now with Matt. He's just asking how to get in. So give me one second. Talk amongst yourselves and I'll give him the uh, intro to get in. Then we can <laughs> pull him on in. All right, then we'll bring up the comment from Serial Chiller who says, I've got Tibera too. Trust me, he's going to ground and pound him. Ground and pound him out. No takedown defense from, um, I believe he just misspelled his name, and now that's thrown off my pronunciation. Rosino. Rosino. Rosenstruck. Yes. Uh, yes, I will sir. literally uh, never conquer pronouncing people's names right, and UFC is the worst. Um, yeah, but yeah, yeah, you picked him, and I was going to pick him for the exact same reason because – if it's if it's going to be a stand up fight, I will take Rosenstruck every single yeah. time. Um, but if he fights a guy who can take him down, Curtis Blades took him down three times in their fight last time. That's that's dangerous. You never want to bet on uh, a kickboxer when he's when he's taking on a guy who can take you down. So Absolutely. I agree with that. Okay, so Matt should be joining us any second, but I think it's safe for me to do my pick since I am picking his teammate Aljamain Sterling. You, you're gonna, taking the underdog route. You're like, taking you're the underdogs of the underdogs. Yeah, I, I just, I don't know why. Like, I feel like if I'm getting, if I'm betting on someone, I don't know. Like, it's, it's so easy to bet on the favorite. It like doesn't excite me. It doesn't like give me any like, like, ooh, I want to watch this now. Or like, I want that like feeling of that nervousness, you know. So that's why yeah. I always go with underdogs. Um, but yeah, I think. Uh, I think Algermain, I know that we talked about this before. I think it's going to be difficult. I think it's going to be a really close fight. Um, but Algermain has something to prove a little bit more than Piotr has. I believe that he has to show people what he couldn't show them the first time. And I think I said this last time. We did not see there's something was off with Algermain. I don't know if it was nerves or what, but there were, it wasn't the, what I've seen in him. And so I think if he can deliver what I expected the first fight, then I think he gets it. And I think it'll be a decision. I think it might be split. It might, might be controversial. And we might have to see a third fight, which is not something I necessarily want to see because I said I want to put it aside. But, yeah, I'm, I'm putting my money on Aljamain. I mean, basically, Amy, what you're doing is you're setting yourself up where if either of your two big underdogs win, you're going to win the draft. You I'm certainly don't need both of them to win. If one of them wins, uh, you will Most be the likely, winner. Yeah. And I, will, I will lose my... 10th straight draft a <laughs> <laughs> couple comments really quick before we get back to me serial chiller chiming and chiming in again i agree with all your picks amy aljo Versian is a 50 50 fight and there is value on the odds for sterling interesting take i i don't i'll i don't agree to be honest <laughs> i i think yon is a much, much better time, fighter. not the second time <laughs> i was with him on the tibera thought not the sterling thought <laughs> I will say, though, I do agree with Amy that uh, Aljamain Sterling did not look himself in the first fight. I, I do agree with that. He certainly was not at his best. There's no doubt about that. But is his best good enough? If he does bring his best this weekend, will it be good enough? Time will tell. Well, I have been wrong plenty of times that, before. He had that neck surgery, too. So yep. that could have been affecting him in the first fight. Um, now that that's fixed, we may see a totally different fighter. You know, you never know. 
I think okay, we we're going to get to Matt here in a couple minutes. Uh, we will do the last two picks here. We will not do a fourth round here since Matt's ready to join us here in a couple minutes. Melissa, uh, once again, Melissa, I'm going to butcher your last name, Del, Gel, Del Gadillo. I'm <laughs> assuming the right. L's are silent. Maybe, maybe not. It would be crazy if Aljamain beat uh, Piotr for the win. It would be crazy. That would be wild. It's possible. Certainly. De- definitely could be possible. Big underdogs have certainly won plenty of times in the past, especially in title fights. Um, back to me. My final pick of the draft. I'll try to be quick here. I'm going to go Alexio Linick uh, in a pick him against Jared Van Dera. Uh, That's what I, I wanted. Him. I love the boa. Did I, did I just steal your pick? Yeah, you stole mine. Good, because you steal my picks all the time. So finally a little <laughs> revenge in that factor. Um, but I backed Jared against uh, Andre Orlovsky and, la- uh, and lost. That was a split decision. Not going to make that same mistake again. Uh, this kind of is similar to the Tibera Rosenstruck fight. Vandera has a takedown defense of just 20%. And now he's fighting a guy uh, who has 46 career submission wins. Once again, Noah. four, six career submission wins. That is an insane number, especially at that weight class. Uh, so, like I said, easy handicap. A guy who can't defend takedowns is taking on the best uh, one of the best heavyweight submission artists of all time. So Alexio Olenek uh, as a pick of minus 110. Yeah, I I agree. I'm probably going to look to bet uh, Boa by submission, Boa round one. Um, again, it's lying like a coin flip. I just think, I mean, both these guys are going to gas out. He's so old, but like, what's Vandera going to do? If this hits the mat, he's toast. So one takedown's all he needs. I don't think he's going to knock him out or anything. So I agree with you there. He was kind of my next pick. I think my picking third strategy kind of backfired for me. Speaking of which, take us yeah, home, Reed. You got the last pick of the draft. Um, yeah, the only person left on my sheet. I'm going go with Mickey Gall as an underdog. Obviously had to get oh. Ian back there. Yeah. Oh, I'm going I, against I, my hometown boy. I'm going to go against Nova Scotia. I'm going to go against Halifax. Bring it on. <laughs> Never bet against Nova Scotia, Mike. <laughs> Uh, yeah, this is a pure just price. Gall's more of a veteran. Uh, I don't love uh, Mallet's kind of lack of activity. He's only fought twice since 2019. I know he had the early finish in the contender series, but I don't know. Gall's kind of a veteran. He's fought in uh, at least like professional UFC fighters before. I'll take the experience at a you know nice price, but I'm not super confident in it, but it's a nice payout. So give me Mickey Gall plus 170. Good. You shouldn't be confident. <laughs> betting against no as, as i said i go i think i'm going three and oh every week but now i end up with a guy i think is gonna lose but let's let's bring it home mickey gall let's get back nova scotia some of the toughest people in north america over in the maritimes bud good good <laughs> good luck there uh so that that concludes our draft uh i'm feeling very good about my draft and i've said that every time and i've never won one so if we can uh before we bring matt on let's recap here uh, Amy going Aspen Lad, Gilbert Burns, Aljamain Sterling. Uh, I'm going uh, Mike Mallet from Halifax, Nova Scotia. Mackenzie Dern and Alexei Olenek and Reed. You're going Marcin Tibera, Vince Pichel, and Mickey Gall, two underdogs uh, and a favorite. So uh, very different drafts from all three of us. It's excited to see uh, how that turns out this weekend. Serial Chiller, another comment. It's unwise to bet favorites in this card, so Serial Chiller. There will be some big surprises on a big pay-per-view card. All right. Time I like the serial chiller. I like serial their Serial chilling in the comments. I'm serial chiller. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
it would be just my kind of luck if I go three no, but because I bet favorites, like one of <laughs> yeah, Amy's yeah. big underdogs hits, and then I just lose anyways, even though I go three no. Because technically, like I could go three no and still lose if one of the Amy's big underdogs hits. So yeah, but you you took like two like they're like favorites, so nothing crazy. Yeah, like that wasn't super crazy or anything. The mallet pick is obviously you know a considerable favorite, but nothing crazy. All right. Let's bring him in uh, to wrap up the show here. We are going to talk to UFC lightweight fighter, Matt Frivola. Hello, my friend. Thank you for joining us. What's up, guys? Thanks for having me. Well, thanks for joining Uh, us. Yeah, Yeah, thank you for joining us, Matt. I got to ask you right away. uh, You wore a Patty Pemblet wig uh, there a couple weeks ago. Do you want to fight this guy? Are you going to get the chance to fight, uh, fight this guy? Uh, I, I gotta say you look kind of cute in the wig there. Uh, what was that all about, man? Oh yeah. I mean, the fight makes sense and it's going to happen. Um, you know, Patty has got a lot of hype and, uh, I don't know anyone else better to, uh, derail another hype train than, than your boy, the steamroller. So I, I think that that's going to be a great fight. You know, he's tough everywhere, but so am I, and it's going to be fireworks. You know, he says that these scousers can't get knocked out. But, you know, I'm going to definitely put that to the test. So I'm excited. So is you, there, Go ahead, Reed. No, I was going to ask, is there any movement on this fight? Or is this you're just calling him out and waiting to hear back from him? Can we, is there a timeline? Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm definitely calling him out. And my, my manager, Jason House, is pushing it to the UFC. But it sounds like uh, they want to wait for them to go back to London for Patty. So I might have to wait till they go back to London. You know, I'm trying to get three fights in this year. So I'm hoping that they could go back, you know, at at August. But, you know, this is a big enough fight that I'm willing to wait a little bit to uh, to get this fight. So So you you want to fight someone in the meantime? Uh, We'll see. You know, if it's if it's August, I think that's like the latest I would be willing to wait. You know, if, if if they tell me, you know, August, we're going back to London. You got a co-main event spot against Patty, then then we're good to go. But uh, if not, you know, I told them I'm gonna be ready all all summer. You know, so June, July, uh, I'll be ready. So we'll see. Do you think Patty is being overrated because of you know his accent and the crazy antics on the mic and his weird haircut? Do you think he's being overrated because of that? Because he's kind of a fan favorite at this point. Um, a little bit, but he's good, no doubt. You know, he was a double champ for Cage Warriors, um, and he's got, you know, he's got a submission, he's got a knockout, so he's pretty well rounded. Um, but he really hasn't been tested, and and that's right. that's what I that's what I like about this fight is, you know, I want to go in there and really test him on the ground, test him on the feet, and and really see if he if the hype is real because I I don't think it is. I think I'm gonna go in there, I'm gonna steamroll him. I don't think he's ever fought anyone like me. That, that could just go in there and, and beat them everywhere, which is what I plan to do. It's in the you name. Mentioned, you mentioned Steam Cage Roller. Warriors. You mentioned two division champion. Well, I want to pull up a picture of you with Conor McGregor from Fight Island. I think uh, I yeah. There we go. I want to know, like, what was it like being that close to Conor? You know, did, he, did you guys talk? Can you kind of give us a little insight there? Yeah, yeah, that was real cool. Uh, we were, I was just up at the Abu Dhabi pool, and I was, like, swimming. And then, and then McGregor rolls up to the other side of the pool or, you know, we're all talking like, Oh, McGregor's over there. So then me and Billy Q, we just got it. We had to go walk over and say, what's up to him. And, you know, I walked right up to him and, and was just kind of just like, what's up, Connor? You know, uh, the first UFC event I ever went to was, uh, when Connor fought, uh, uh, Dennis Seaver in Boston. 
And I was just telling him about the atmosphere, the Irish fans that he brought. And then, you know, Billy Q was getting stopped by a security. You know, Billy, Billy Q <laughs> couldn't get past uh, Connor's uh, uh, security. But eventually, you know, we waved him, got him through. Uh, and, yeah, we, he was actually – he was very cool. You know, he was he was humble when I was talking to him. And, you know, for being such a superstar, it was, it was cool to kind of just talk to him and like he was uh, – normal person but i will say his irish accent was so thick i could almost like not even understand him <laughs> uh matt you've been training with aljamain sterling i believe uh, heading, uh leading up to this fight uh, what are your kind of thoughts uh, on his chances kind of how last fight went uh, how aljamain's looking uh heading into this fight what are your thoughts on him oh i am so excited i'm at, i'm going to jacksonville tomorrow i'm i'm pretty pumped about this uh you know, Aljo's been looking so good in camp. You know, I, I, I watched uh, his last sparring session go like three hard rounds with Marab and then put Dennis Bazooka right on him for the next two rounds. And he was, he's hes on point. Let's just say he's on point everywhere. You know, his striking, uh, his wrestling, his his jujitsu is is top notch. And uh, I think that's that's the real game changer. And as Aldo as Aljo is such an underdog, you know, if Aljo gets gets it to the ground, gets his back, he just needs one opportunity to uh, to finish the fight. And he's always got that that in his back pocket. And I think that uh, you know his cardio is on point now. He figured that out. He's a very like analytical guy. You know, he he broke down that last fight, that last camp so much you know he and and i think he's he's really gonna make uh the the corrections and and he's gonna come out there and, and shock the world like us long island guys do all the time you know chris Wybe and matt sarah and it's gonna be aljamain sterling next so sorry guys i got booted i think um i wanted to ask before we get too far into aljo um that fight that picture with connor was that fight island was that the fight where your opponent was pulled out because of that weird thing he had done. Is that the fight? Yep, yep. That was when okay. Otman Zaitar like smuggled his bag of potatoes oh, in right. and uh, <laughs> cut him because he smuggled a bag of potatoes in. Um, and then he also hasn't fought in over a year because I think he needs time to get the potatoes out of his system. You know, that's another guy <laughs> I want to, I really want to beat up. You know? uh, but we'll see. This guy doesn't even fight, you know, but you know, I'd like, I really want the Patty fight. I think that's the fight to make, but eventually I'm going to have to beat up Otman. <laughs> Did you hear that he came into media, the media room a couple, like a month after that with like a bag of potatoes and was waving it around, like joking. And I was like, you should not be doing that. Yeah, the guy's a <laughs> joke. Room. Yeah. He, he's not, he's not a fighter. He just likes to roll around in like little uh, scooters when he's in Vegas and go on Instagram and, you know, he's not a he's not a real fighter. Uh, Matt, do you uh, and I asked Kay this uh, when when we interviewed her, her at the top of the show? Do you ever look at uh, betting odds at all for your fight or for anyone else's fights? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'd say the majority of my buddies are degenerate gamblers, so I'm Love always it. they're always asking me all the all the picks. But then they ask me the picks, and whatever I say, they usually bet the opposite, and you know. <laughs> They usually fade me, I guess. But uh, you know, yeah, I've definitely paid attention to all that. Well, so, so what are your 
what are your thoughts on the card this weekend? Obviously the Aljo fight, but just in general, any kind of big takeaways heading into UFC 273? Yeah, the Maya, you know, the Chimaev fight with Burns. I mean, I think they're really disrespecting Burns. I think, you know, Burns is, Burns is, is a legit, a great, you know, he could, he could bang. And then his jujitsu is top notch. And I think at that, what, what is he like, uh, like a, like a plus 400 or something. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think that's definitely a a live dog right there. You know, Chimaev has not been tested yet. You know, I think I, I'm not going to jump on the train, the Chimaev train until I see him overcome some adversity. He needs to get rocked and come back or he needs to, you know, have a good fight with, you know, somebody who's really going to test them before I really jump on that train. I mean, I, I'm I'm here to watch it. I love it. You know, I love watching him and just all the hype. Uh, but I think that Burns is a live dog for sure. Have you ever bet on your own fight? No, I've never bet on my own fight, but all my buddies do. <laughs> I'm definitely, I'm definitely going to be uh, putting a nice bet on Aljamain this weekend. Awesome. Do you that's have what, an idea? How- Go ahead. Really quick, That that's what I was going to ask. Aljamain, you've probably looked at the odds, plus 365. So you're saying he is worth the bet this weekend as a big underdog. Oh, 100%. He, you know, right. I've never seen him look this good. He, he's, I mean, he's a freak in the gym. He's, his jujitsu is, is unreal. His standup is, is very unorthodox, but it's very effective. And then his wrestling, his MMA wrestling doesn't get, you know, it doesn't get better. Um, I just, you know, I know Peter Yan is is amazing fighter and 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 how you know he calculates people and all that. And but you you even rewatch that last fight. You know, Aljo was outworking him and won the first first two rounds, um, and then he faded. And I think that that he cr- he corrects that that cardio, and he's able to outwork Yan and and eventually you know get it to the ground and and really just just maul him and. Uh, and it's gonna it's gonna shock the world like like uh, like we've done before. I can't wait, and I'm gonna be there live, cage side. Let's go. <laughs> Do you think there might be a chance that this could become like a really big rivalry in the UFC? That maybe we'll see a third fight, depending on how the, the outcome of this fight goes. Definitely, I think I think this is gonna be huge for for Aljo and his career as a whole. Um, you know, Peter Yan is the perfect villain. You know, he's yeah. I, I never met him. I'm you know, but. You know, just the things that he's been saying. Uh, he he's the perfect villain, and even when I said that when the fight first happened, like well, that the last fight when it just happened, I was like, I was like, all right, you know, this is perfect. It's gonna make for a huge rematch. Everyone's gonna hate Jan because he's cheating, and he's and he you know for what he did, and and I was like, oh, it's gonna be great. And then it was crazy how it switched, and everyone hated Aljo. I was like, what world are we living in? Like. <laughs> This guy did the illegal knee. He's like the, he's the, he's the villain. He's the, he's the villain. And, uh, and Aljo's the man, you know, he's helps everyone so much. He's like, you know, our, and, and he's, he's, he's a good dude. You know, he's, he's a, and it's, I mean, it's just can make him for, for a huge rematch. I'm so excited for this weekend. And once Aljo beats him up, you know, I'm definitely see it, uh, uh, you know, a trilogy down the line. Now I've got a question. Let's say, God forbid, Algermain doesn't win. There's another guy at the gym who I think would be a really good matchup. I know you know who I'm talking about because uh, they have some some rivalry outside of the gym. I'm talking about Marab. 
Do you oh, think yeah. that that could be a fight that Aljamain number one would support? And how do you see a fight like that going? Oh, definitely. I mean, I think Aljamain gets to beat him up and then let Murab beat him up. You know, uh, I think that that's definitely going to be happening. And Murab, Murab runs through him. You know, Murab runs through him like the machine does. He strikes with him. He takes him down. He lets him up. He strikes with him. He takes him down. He beats him up. He He's just... Marab is is a beast and one of the best guys on the team. And, uh, you know, it's crazy. We got, the, the you know, two of the best 135ers in the world. Every time I go with these guys, I feel like I need to go down a weight class. It's crazy. <laughs> what happens if Aljamain gets the title? Because Marab is pretty close to the top, and we already know they won't fight each other. You know, what happens there? Do we see, you know, one of them going to another gym? Do you see one of them changing weight classes? Like, what's, what do you think is going to happen there? No way. I think that uh, as long as Aljamain's the king, Marab will be the second man, the gatekeeper, you know, you know, beating up everyone who's trying to get to the king. You know, that that's how we roll. The enforcer. And exactly. Marab will be the enforcer. Just keep taking everyone out who's trying to get to Aljo. And if you make it through Marab, then you get a shot at you know, that. <laughs> and when Aljo's ready to ready to hang it up and move on, you know, Marab will step in there and get the belt. You know, that 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 would be that would be pretty sweet. <laughs> awesome. All right, Matt, I appreciate you joining us, my my, my friend. Uh best of luck uh, with your training and uh I hope that we get to see that uh, fight with Patty here soon. Yeah, definitely. Let's do it. August in London, co-main event. You know, I think it's the fight to make. It makes sense. And it's going to be a banger. And I'm going to, you know, derail another hype train. And then uh, if you guys are out in Jacksonville, I'll see you out there. And, uh, we'll, you know, we'll watch Aljo shock the world. Awesome. awesome Thank man. you I so love much. It. Take care. All right. Later. Bye. The cat made appearance. What's your cat's name? Daisy. She, she, Daisy. She's a little upset with me tonight. I did go all. Off-brand wet food. Oh she no! Doesn't like it, so she's meowing at me for her on-brand. But unfortunately, the store was all sold out. So, yeah, cat food is like crazy uh, hard to find right now. It's insane. Oh, is that just a thing? It's a thing. Yeah, we don't need thing. to dive too much into it, but <laughs> no, there was a full TikTok about it too. I was because I noticed it too. Sorry, this is all cat. Like we'll call this the <laughs> cat, cat podcast, the cat hour. Stay long um, enough, we'll talk. Yeah, what a what a what a show though. Uh, uh, Kay, Dancer, Matt Travola, draft. We all fitted in underneath uh, a little over uh, seventy minutes. I had to do mental math to figure out how many minutes an hour. <laughs> uh, another question from Serial Chiller, who's been with us the whole show. Shout out to him. Do you guys think UFC wants Volkanovski or, or Zombie or to win? Could be her. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Either <laughs> or, or they. Or they. Yes, they. Um, it's true. If you guys think uh, the UFC wants, well, just really quick, it's just like, it, this is kind of a question that gets brought up. It, I guess the UFC does want results in some mm-hmm. fights, but I, mm-hmm. I don't think they have it in. You, Amy, you think that UFC wants certain results in some fights? I think abs- that Dana White does, absolutely. Yeah, Dana I agree. White's yeah. Favorites. I, I don't necessarily think there's one for the, that fight, to be honest. I think... He, like, for example, Chris Cyborg and Amanda Nunez, I think for absolute, for sure, Dana White wanted Amanda Nunez to win. There's just times where you know there's, like, he's got favorites. I don't think he, he cares who wins this fight. I think he just wants a, a, a great fight. 
Yeah, because to me, if Zombie is to win, you just set up a rematch and, you know, Volkanovski probably takes the belt back, right? Like, to me, like, Volkanovski's kind of, he's quickly becoming this, like, kind of untouchable. I guess Max Holloway could keep up with him, but he's quickly becoming just, like, undisputed, can't-be-touched champion. Like, to me, like, Amy, you're bringing up, like, I feel like Dana White wanted Cyril Gaunt to beat Francis Ngannou. Yes. So, you know, he that's doesn't, like, that's, that's for great. sure. Yeah, like, I feel like there's certain times where you can kind of predict what, almost like, what's the next fight going to be? So, like, if I were to just project, like, I feel like Dana White would probably want Sterling to beat Jan because then Jan gets another, you know, then you keep that going, you build that up. Whereas, like, Volkanovski wins, you book Holloway again, Zombie wins, Volkanovski just go gets it back in six months and so on. No, I think if we were asking Volkanovski and Holloway, I think that they would say Holloway. Yes, I agree. Yeah. And it's not to say that they would dislike any of the fighters. I mean, mm-hmm. sometimes it is, but I think it's more just like from a marketing standpoint or like right. you said, who's going to fight next. They do have like, Ooh, let's hope this happens. But it's, I don't think they're ever like really rooting for anyone. I will say, obviously the big advantage, uh, if Korean zombie were to win, I don't know if they're thinking about this is, uh, t- kind of helps them tap into the, the Korean market as well. And maybe, uh, help, uh, inspire some Korean fighters. Uh, mm-hmm. which we've seen from other countries in the past. You need one champion, then all, all of a sudden, within a couple of years, that uh, country becomes, you know, a, a big MMA, a big UFC country. So, uh, yeah. Melissa Delgadillo. Melissa hasn't corrected me pronouncing her last name yet, so I'm assuming I'm pronouncing <laughs> it right, or at least I hope so. Uh, she says, I think Volkanovski because they think he is more bankable, but I love Zombie. I love Zombie, too. I can not love Korean Zombie. Uh, yeah. I think I brought this up uh, last week's episode. One of the only fighters to pull off a uh, twister, my favorite submission. Yep. Uh, in the UFC, uh, let's kind of end on this because uh, this is actually not a fight that we talked about in the draft. Is Zombie a live underdog? We talked about B- Gilbert Burns being uh, a little bit underrated. We talked about Aljamain Sterling potentially being underrated. Is Korean Zombie being underrated? Um, and Serial Chiller says, I think Zombie is a very live underdog. So Alexander Volkanovsky, I mean, this is the biggest favorite of the cards. Minus 775 favorite, which means you would need to bet $775 on Volkanovsky to win a profit of $100. Uh, Korean Zombie, a.k.a., of course, his actual name, Chan Sung Jung, plus 515, which means a $100 bet would give you a $515 profit. Korean Zombie underrated or Volkanovski uh, set at the right price? I think it's a little steep, if that's the right word. It's a little, the margin's a little too wide. I don't know. The, use, I don't know the betting lingo. Good, good, ver- good verb there, that, or okay. adjective there. That was a good way wide? to describe it. Yeah. Wide? Okay. Why why is, why is good? Uh, yeah. Why is a little wide towards Zombie? Yeah. Yeah. I think he, I definitely think he should be an underdog, but not that quite that drastic. Yeah, I mean, this is a guy who just beat Danny. He did lose to Brian Ortega before that, but then TKO victories against both Frankie Edgar and Renato Moicano. And don't forget, he was beating Yair Rodriguez in a five-round fight literally until the last second. He lost with one second left. He got knocked out by Yair Rodriguez in what was a crazy fight. Uh, But he was easily going to win on the scorecards there. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Uh, So, I mean... He lasts one more second in that fight. He's four and one in his last. Uh, he's actually be six and one in his last seven. Yeah, five and I, one in his last six. Sorry, mental math. Read thoughts. I I think Volkanovski wins this one pretty easily, but like again, I'm not rushing away. What is it? Minus seven 
760, Yeah, like that. That's crazy. Right like you should never like. No, yes, Korean Zombie can win. I mean, the guy has crazy finishing upside, and also two straight five round fights. Maybe he has that cardio now to really kind of gear up and handle Volkanovski's gas gas tank. But you know, I like Gilbert Burns. I might bet on. I don't think I'm going to bet on Korean Zombie though. No. And one last comment from Cyril Chiller. He was a military soldier. His mentality is tough, of course. I mean, he was he lost that you that title fight against uh, Jose Aldo way back in 2013, and then didn't fight again until 2017 because he had to do the mandatory military that Korean uh, athletes have to do. Um, so that's it. Uh, usually we talk parlay, but we've kind of gone over now. We're already at an hour and 15 minutes. Unless you two have a parlay that you're just dying to give out, I think we're good to wrap it up. Yeah, no, and if there's anything um, over on BetSided, I will have something up Friday. I'll have Best Bets card up on Friday, so make sure you check that out. But, of course, thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Two guests, first time ever, so that was awesome. This is a historic episode. <laughs> historic jab cross hook. And the first time we've had a fighter who's fighting this weekend, so best of luck yeah. uh, to Kay Hansen this weekend. If you're watching, of course, subscribe to us on YouTube, like, share it with your friends, all that good stuff. I think I think we're good. Cyril Chiller and Melissa both chimed in that they love the show. Thanks. Great show. Uh, glad that you two enjoyed it. We'll be doing this weekly uh, forever for the next 80 years. And so, next week that. we're going to talk about Bellator too. Yes. Let's bring it a little, a little, a little Bellator. Skills. Yes. Uh, but it actually is a very good Bellator card. So excited for that. Mm-hmm. So thank you all for watching. Until next week, uh, take care. Best of luck with your bets this weekend if you do decide to bet and uh, enjoy the card because it's going to be a fun one. See you later.